Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizendine. My name is Jerry Countess, and our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, and effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. The last time we got together, we talked about processed emotions and how emotions are lucky, like, like lucky charms. Which dealer are we buying from? Are we more or less racist now? And the purpose carrot. And today, Jared, what are we going to dive into? Well, as far as 4th of July weekend, so we're going to talk about the birth of this great nation just a little bit and, and how this nation has evolved, right? How we have effectively become a nation that raises the collective consciousness of humanity and builds bridges. We are a nation that builds bridges. But we're going to talk about some of those bridges and some of the different... Uh, you know, places that those bridges were built on, you know, um, I think we're going to talk about some other bridges that need to be built or have been built around the world a little bit, some other conflicts. And uh, yeah, we're, it's going to, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about motions, building bridges, um, and how this nation is the greatest example of that. You know, Jared, 4th of July has always been one of my favorite holidays. It's one that I, I have fond memories of getting together and with family and friends and setting up fireworks. And as I've gotten older, what I appreciate the most about Independence Day is I think it's, it's really a beautiful thing to celebrate the choice of freedom. And, and I, America's not perfect, but I also think America is always a reflection of all of us. And I, I am far from perfect. I imagine you're, you'd probably acknowledge you're far from perfect too, as are almost all of us here in the United States. And I think that imperfection is reflected perfectly in where America's at at any given time. And I think that while we have some challenges, you know, my goodness, like, when you look at our challenges compared to some other nations around the world, we're so light years beyond it. It's, it's, I think some of our luxuries right now are our luxuries of working through conflict is teaching each other how to be more sensitive to one another's feelings. Because for the majority of us, we don't have to worry about going out of our front doors and getting killed or living in some sort of regime that completely oppresses our, our humanness. You know, I think that there's, there's so much good in America and there's so much, we can stand for as an example for many others to follow. And I think we will always be a reflection of ourselves. And right now we're going through maybe some growing pains or evolution. And I think that if we can grow through this together, you know, continue to build bridge, as you said, America's always been a nation builder. And I think this is what's really unique about this time is this is a time more than probably any other time in history where America is, I would argue has the opportunity to be more represented by its people than its politicians. You know, in the past we had leaders and they were inevitably the people who were in the suits that seemed to be the representatives of America. But now with social media, with media 24 seven, with us all having phones and internet access, I think more than ever, the people really get to start being a representative of America. And the more that we can come together and, and learn to accept and respect one another, 
I think it just allows this country to become greater and greater and, and also an example for others to follow. Uh, I agree with you. I accept that, uh, let me say this. So I, I used to love, I can't say, how do I feel about 4th of July? I have like mixed emotions, right? It's a great holiday, uh, had fun, but I got a little cousin who's um, in, in town that came to visit me during the holiday. And one of the reasons is because people get wild during holidays in Baltimore. So like, for instance, this year, Memorial Day weekend, eight people got killed, mm. right? Usually around this time, around 4th of July, you'll see 10 or 14 people get killed and 20, 30 plus people get shot. And so um, it's, a, it's a also, it's a violent time. And so, because it's a good time to hide a shooting because people shoot off in the air. So I can go shoot off at you. And then people are just out partying. And so we got big congregations of people. So then that leads to, I see you, you owe me, or we got a beef and we're going to, we're going to end that beef right now. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, that's the, that's the other side. Um, But, but I kind of, I kind of want to touch on, um, you know, like, cause out here, and everywhere else I lived in the military, it's been nothing but happy memories, right? I have nothing but amazing memories, except for like, uh, I remember my son's first uh, New Year's, his first, or first uh, 4th of July, that he was like old enough, right? So he was like, he was like maybe like a year and like a couple months, because his birth, a year and a month, because his birthday's in June, right? And uh, it was a great, we were on base, they had great fireworks. It was this big party. We had a really good time, but he had a he had a little like a little bit of a fever, so that kind of like messed it up. So we couldn't stay out too long, and he was like not feeling well. But like those are like the good Fourth uh, of July memories that I have. Um, but I kind of wanted to to kind of discuss to me what what Fourth of July means in terms of the creation of the United States of America and what we built. You know, um, and I say we because I think it's a communal effort. I think we're all making improvements every day yep. <laughs> to, the, to the to the country. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's amazing, man. You know what 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 America has has done. We went from this, you know, you know, rinky dink uh, colony of you know misfits, right? People, the whole country is founded on people who were fleeing some form of persecution, right? Um, and, and then, you know, to a certain extent, I guess you could say persecuting others, but, you know, that's, it was founded by a bunch of people fleeing persecution and what drove them to create this as a country was continued oppression, right? And uh, from that moment on, from the moment of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, you know, America has been, been, been fighting to limit the oppression and persecution of others based upon anything, religion, skin color, you know, sexuality, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all of those things. And I, and I think we've done an amazing, amazing job. And I think that's, that's really worth celebrating, but we still have pockets 
of inequality such as life, right? <laughs> but we're but we're not at the point now, even though people argue and stuff like that. Hopefully not. I guess we did people did just raid the Capitol. We did just have a bunch of riots last year. But uh we're not at the point now where you have uh what is it? Who was uh Alan Burr, the vice president of the United States shooting and killing the uh secretary of the treasury <laughs> alexander hamilton which was which was the reality <laughs> yeah it turned into people. a musical now <laughs> yeah and it turned into a musical now right you know and the 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 death of this man right has become music hamilton right yeah and, uh, but uh, like but like that's that that's that's america and that's life and, and we've come from where we were to where we are now like that just sounds absurd you know that's just like you know it's that's that's how wild west we were where we had our leaders who would actually go out and have a duel and shoot at each other you know and it was and, normal as you, you know you said it's normal like and i think that's such an important point jared is like america we're young we're not even 200 and some years old and I like how you phrase that, you know, a country of misfits. So people who are, who are fleeing from one form of oppression or persecution, standing up for a different way of living, but what was familiar in, to them and commonplace in human history in some ways was going out there. And if you had a disagreement with somebody, you'd go out there and settle it by shooting one another. <laughs> and, and if one person died, well, oh, well, he, he screwed up, you, you know, and we, Culturally, there's a part of us we still watch that and we're fascinated by it. That's why Game of Thrones was such a phenomenon before, because there's a part of us that are so it's wait, still part there, of human nature. Yeah, did we really do that? But we did. You know, it's human history is not is not a a one of all love and sunshine and rainbows. When you look over it, there's some beautiful stories of it. But I think that's where again America is reflected because America's been willing to take itself out of what's been entrenched in human behavior for a long time. And if we, if we look at it on that scale, I feel like we, we grow by leaps and bounds in this country much faster than many of our fellow other fellow citizens of the world have. And we have this really incredible opportunity to be models of it. Again, we're not perfect, but to look at how far we've come, and I think that's what we have is still this opportunity to grow. And, and, and I think, at least from my perspective, often some of the resistance with that is when we express or we project anger at those who may not know what we know or who may not have had the life experiences we have or they just don't know what they don't know. It's like, how can we how can we expect them to see the world from our perspective if they've never walked in our shoes yet we get angry at them for that they haven't you know it's like if i came to town to visit and and then you told me to meet you somewhere and i took the wrong turn and you got pissed off at me because i didn't know where to go you know you just wouldn't do it you'd be like oh well you've never been here before so you know it's kind of confusing here let me explain it a little bit differently and vice versa Yet so often we get upset with people, we get angry with them, we want to disown them, we won't even have them in our family anymore because they might think or feel or believe a little differently than us. And we fault them for not seeing the world from our perspective because we think in our own hubris, maybe, that our 
our evolved perspective of life is the right perspective and therefore theirs is wrong. I think that that was one of the things with, um, with growth ultimately, right? Is, is that it's not so much about right or wrong. It's about a set of ideals that we think will be better than what was before. And then collectively coming together to work towards those. You know, what's crazy. So like, as you're talking, I like, I'm, I'm thinking about some of that disconnect, right. That's current in America today. Right. Because, because back then the beautiful thing about, you know, Alexander Hamilton and Alan Burr, right. Uh, you guys don't know that in- incident, Alexander Allen Burr. If you don't, if you've never seen Hamilton and you don't know the story, back at when we first had pres, president and vice president, you would vote for there would be a just the candidates, and the guy who came in first would become president. The guy who came in second place would become vice president. And I think it was Allen Burr, and I, I forgot who it was. It was Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, Allen Burr and Thomas Jefferson um, were both running for president. And um, it was kind of agreed upon that Thomas Jefferson was going to be president and Alan Burr was going to be vice president. So people just put the votes and it kind of went 50-50, right? And then Aaron Burr was like, nope, I got enough votes. It's tied. I can be president of the United States. And so he was lobbying. And uh, the, uh, was he Secretary of Treasury at the time? Anyway. I think so. Alexander Hamilton ended up having like the deciding vote or the power to sway the deciding vote. And so he pushed it towards um, Jefferson, even though he, him and Jefferson were like political adversaries, right? He just knew that Alan Burr was not the good, was not the right guy. But anyway, then Alan Burr challenged him to a duel and, you know, he shot Alexander Hamilton. Um, but that was commonplace, right? Back it wasn't there, and wasn't there something too with them where, where Burr, and Hamilton had some sort of uh, female involvement. Like Hamilton took an interest in Burr's ex-wife or something, or Burr took an interest in Hamilton's ex-wife. So, on that, yeah. Now you now you digging deep into a world I don't know. I don't know that personal stuff as well. I just right. Know. Wasn't I thought there was something about that where because I remember reading Hamilton's biography and there was the political move of him, even though him and Jefferson were adversaries, like you were saying. In his heart, he believed Jefferson would be better for the country, right? And so he was willing to make that choice because he believed he would be a better leader, better for the country. But I thought there was some sort of, there was some sort of involvement with a female character that then it became a matter of honor, you know? And so they, and Hamilton, Aaron Burr was a soldier. Hamilton was a, a statesman. And his friends were saying, but he had such a Hamilton wouldn't back down. He kept pushing, 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 pushing. And his ego got so much into it. And then people were saying, Hey, this guy will kill you. And then I think his son, Hamilton's son had been killed in a duel too, or something to that effect. I I don't remember. There's all these pieces, but I remember there was like some emotional driver on top of it too. That is it's still the stuff we see play out today in humanness, right? Like, oh, dude. That's, that's, and, okay, so that's that's where I was going with it, right? Like, so you just said his son was killed in a duel and he was killed in the duel, right? And so that was, you know, commonplace. And then I talked to, you know, my little cousin is here from Baltimore, right, where people still duel. <laughs> people yeah. still duel. 
And so like back then it was commonplace and now it's pocketed, right? Now it's pocketed. So like, you know, like, like, but that's still a part of one human psychology and two is still prevalent in pockets of America. It just looks different, right? You yeah. Know, you know, like old school gangsters, mafia, they were dueling, right? <laughs> that's a really good point. Really good point. Yeah. They were dueling. And so now we've we we've grown, parts of America have grown and evolved beyond that, but then parts of America are still there in that space. And so you got this gap, this this con- this continuity of understanding, right? But it's and so um, but it's it's an amazing picture, right? So it's like you can watch that 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 level where you can see the different levels of of, of kind of life in America and beliefs. But we're still this hodgepodge. You don't have a bunch of places where people actually go out and duel anymore, but uh, you do have a few. But people don't understand the dueling, and so um, I, I like I like I'm trying to use this in this holiday as an example to kind of bring people to some form of of, of understanding of uh, you know I don't know the growth of America, the growth of our collective consciousness, but then how in some ways, hey, we're still animals. <laughs> and and even the guys who founded this country were animals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, like you know, Alexander Hamilton was a founding father. Alan Burr technically was a founding father of the United States of America. And they were, you know, at least one of them was a killer. <laughs> yeah. I mean and uh i don't know you know that's uh, anyway so that that's that's my point i and i, I and i say it I, in the effort and hopes to build a bridge you know what i'm saying if that's and that's my goal that's my goal that's why i say it to continue building a bridge between where people are today and where people are now. I don't know. And, and i think that's an important point to acknowledge is it's it's in our most emotionally charged times you know, have we ever been destructive? Have we ever broken a glass or, or smashed a plate? Uh, you know, if there was a person in front of us, have we ever said things that, you know, words that cut really deeply? And it, it's something to consider that while we may not think we would be as ex- expressed in the way of violence that people did in the past, those are people who are doing it because they necessarily weren't as emotionally charged as we were. It was just what was culturally acceptable and normal place. I love how you drew the parallel to the dueling today, because the thing that's changed is back then it was called a duel. You know, it it was a clean shot accepted. Now it's called murder. Right. And there might be some circumstantial pieces that are different, but, but you still have the basic human behavior playing out. Somebody says or does something that somebody else perceives as an injustice somebody's egos bruised, somebody in their hubris thinks that they're justified in going and doing this. And they think because they don't have the ability to emotionally work through, or they don't think there's a better alternative, or why would I? Because this guy's, you know, insulted me and, and, and challenged who I am as a man, a human, whatever it is, my role in society. I'll just kill the motherfucker. Right. And that's, that's what humans have been doing for thousands of years. And I think, this is where our growth is. is and so, again, it, it falls on us who we have this ability to be outside of some of those pockets that we can see these different perspectives. 
we're not going to serve and help raise others out of it by getting angry and upset and, and casting, I think, stones or labels at what people don't know. I think where we help people rise out of it is we sit with and have those conversations. We evolve education. And while, why it's not, and Jared, this still blows my mind, why we still waste time on certain things in school and why we're not teaching emotional communication skills at an early age. I think that if every single four and five-year-old in kindergarten was taught conflict management right out the get-go, and they were taught how to communicate with one another, you would see so many of these things start to dissipate. If people were taught to learn how to be compassionate towards one another when they're kids, and we don't have, we're not colorblind by things like race or religion or politics or belief systems and whatnot, then you would start to see some of these things start to dissipate. And if they grew up in a culture and a society as a whole, where our narrative has evolved to ones of compromise well, as opposed to condemnation, well, I think they would see that too. That's, that's my, my point is that we have evolved quite a bit. So that's my point, right? That's why I tell it. Uh, that's why I wanted to tie to Alexander Hamilton, uh, Alan Burr's story to today. Because, you know, it was acceptable for a, a vice president to, to, to duel, let alone end up killing, you know, another high up statesman in the United States of America, right? That was the past in America. Now that's, that's beyond unacceptable, right? So like we have, we have, you know, got there, right? You know, it, it, you know schools were not even, schools weren't even commonplace back then right like yeah. you know the average person did not go to school right <laughs> they did the average person didn't even know how to read right you know um back then and so like when you i what what i think fourth of july is a great time to represent is the progress that we made we made down the progress and what i think we get caught up in and sometimes is is, is really focusing on the places that we haven't progressed the places where we're still backwards, right? But we judge those places like, like that wasn't, like it was, like it's so barbaric that it's unmanageable. Mm. We have so many points in our history where we know that that barbarism is just real. Does that make any yeah. kind of, and it's, and it's, and it's like, and it's like, and, and, and that there are, my issue is, is, is that level of, of of not being able to like not being able to understand that some people still live or exist in a world where this is this is real and this and and people can't understand now that the world is is different that America has surged beyond that right and we, we've evolved beyond that people don't understand that there are still planes of existence in the United States of America even in this great wonderful country on the Fourth of July where that is still the law of the land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where the rules are still different, you know? And uh, I, that, go for it. Oh, it's, it's, just, it's shocking to us because it's unfamiliar. Yeah. But it's, it is familiar because we can look at our history and see it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not familiar in our own physical history. For the majority. For the majority, it's shocking because it's unfamiliar. Where... Yeah. And for a minority, it's still familiar. Whereas in the past, for the majority, it was familiar yes. and normal. 
yeah. the majority was unfamiliar. So it's yeah. like it's flipped now, right? Oh, it's flipped. Yeah. And which we wanted to. God, thank God it has. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But it's just we're still we're still playing catch up to that place. You know what I mean? It's still playing catch up to that place. And so that's 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 my that's my point. That's that's what I just this Fourth of July have been thinking about. And uh, you know, I still think it's the greatest country on the planet, man, because because of that. And then uh, you had mentioned. Something I told you I used to like to study well, before we got on today. I know we only got like a few minutes, um, but I, I wanted to hear about it. Like uh, for a long time, it was reality in certain places for other people uh, around the world. And you said you just interviewed somebody who was a police officer, you know, in Ireland during what the nineties, late late. Yeah, 80s. police officer in Northern Ireland. Uh huh. So you have the IRA running around and. And it was interesting because in talking with her, she's talking about division between Protestants and Catholics. Now, these people are not hating each other because of skin color. They're, they're hating each other because of religious affiliation. And it's just, and it was, it stuck with me because that was, yeah, in the 90s. Uh-huh. And I think the point is, is humans, when we're not shown a better alternative, we're going to find a, a common denominator for emotional expression, it, right? It, it's, so we have this, we have energy, emotion, right? And if you imagine it being bubbled up, bubbled up inside of you, it's kind of like a balloon that keeps expanding, keeps expanding. And if we're not finding a way to release some of the pressure on the balloon, it eventually explodes, and what we'll use, most of us do is when we get to that point of explosion, we want to project it outwards. We're looking for some sort of target, right? And that's why we've all had those, likely had those uh, taking the trash out conversations with our significant others that have turned into an all-out fight because it's never about the trash. It's always about the other pieces of it, right? It's finally got to a point where there's the explosion and the projection outwards. And, you know, this is why I think we have to continue to work our, at least for me, I shouldn't say, I think for me, but I think for all of us, our work has to be about trying to understand why someone else believes what they believe. If we are so quick to cast aside our fellow, our fellow human, because they have had different life experiences than us, we are shorting, I think, in my opinion, the overall speed in which humanity can continue to grow and evolve and and continue to build bridges right any bridge is only going to be as strong as the weakest part of the whole and if we're so quick to put others down because they they have different political affiliations they have different religious affiliations and this this past year i think really shown showed so much of that to light like most of us are probably quite shocked that these things go on because we go out into our neighborhoods and we think, well, you know, I have friends and family members that look differently than me. They talk differently than me. They believe differently than me and we get along. But yet with the politics, especially and polarizing figure like a Trump, it really brought it to the, forth- the, the forefront where we were willing to put a line in the sand and say, well, if you don't believe what I believe, you and I are no longer friends or family members. 
Well, you know what's crazy? I think that I think the the issue is um, how we judge morality, mm. right? Um, I, I should I should probably look up the difference between ethics and and morals, um, but I, I I think part of it refers to kind of you know what's real and what's practical and what's ethereal and you know whatever uh but yeah but um it's a it's a sliding scale or there are there it's a it's there are two sides to that you know that coin when we talk about what's morally acceptable um can sometimes depend upon your circumstances right and so people don't understand oh you're in this circumstance so you know was more your your ability to your your uh, moral behaviors are you have a long wide list but then i put you in a war situation right which is what we talk about so often right and, and there's space in between there there's space in between complete war and complete you know comfort and whatever yep but the but your the the more the more the number of behaviors that you can do or choose from that are purely moral, right? Of or high moral standards and comfort is very different from the moral decisions that you have to make in a in a war type situation. Like so, like perfect example, your buddy with the guy in Afghanistan, right? He goes into the village. The guy's not listening to him. This guy's arguing with him, even though he runs that water well. Now your buddy decided, right? I'm gonna make friends with this guy. I am invading his space, blah, 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 blah. But he could also decide I'm the guy with the gun. You better fucking do what I say. And if you don't, I'm gonna blow your brains out. Now, technically, in that situation of a warlike situation, both of those answers are correct. Like both of those answers are really within the grounds of probably what we would consider right and wrong, right? Because the like the situation is life and death, right? So much is on the line. So when you when you look at war or life and death types of behaviors, police, criminals, right? All of that yeah. stuff, you know, the 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 what's acceptable acceptable moral behavior is different. Does that make any kind of sense? Yeah. You know, if you could look at the Derek Chauvin thing and actually really find a way to call it an accident because of the nature of his job and the nature of the situation that he was in, right, it would be more understandable. But because he was on his neck for, you know, eight, nine minutes, then you're like, it's not, it's not acceptable. Obviously, you know, as that time lengthened, the danger was diminished, right, yep. of this guy doing something. So your the acceptable moral behavior went to get the fuck off of this guy. Yes. Kind of sense. Yeah. You know? But if he had just put his knee on his neck and broke his neck by mistake, you know, people would have an issue with it, right? But it wouldn't be as big as a, of a deal. Yes. Is that making? Am I making sense? Hundred percent. So moral, what's morally acceptable is dictated by the level of comfort or the situation that you're in. So when I live here in complete absolute comfort and I judge somebody in some of the most uncomfortable situations that you can imagine and call them immoral and evil, that's where our problem comes into play. Is that, I love that. 
Yeah, dude, I love that. Love that, that. And that and that and so and so you know it's so wonderful. We live in America where we have all of this comfort. <laughs> and so and so we can judge 90% of the world and not as good situations to go, oh, they're immoral, they're evil. Look at that evil person over there. They're so blah, 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 blah. But I think we don't even have time to judge 90% of the world because we're judging the 0.2% of us that are, you know, yeah. I, I was at the gym this morning and what you see on the news is hardly anything about what's going on in the world because I think if we actually saw a real representation of some of the places in the world where the shit's really crazy and bad, we would stop and look at ourselves and say, gosh, what are my problems are small compared to that. <laughs> what was on the news this morning was sensationalized headlines that were emotive evoking headlines about controversy and upset and why we should be triggered and why we should be angry and why we should be this and why we should be that. And yeah, um, it, it, it's bananas. I, I feel like I have to take a bath every time after I see it. I'm looking it up now. Top news stories. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see what's going on all right that was actually all good stuff man top news stories so you know two bowens oh man i've never i've never i've never done this before some covid stuff Boy Scouts of America settle for eight hundred and fifty million. <laughs> yeah, how much of that is going to the attorneys? <laughs> oh, some rabbi got stabbed. Oh, that's all you know. Oh, Supreme Court won't overturn ruling against business that refused service for gay weddings. I got to read that one. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, it's it's, but it's but. Well, we're getting up on our time, Jared, and I have to I have to hop off for another call. And I know you do. I know. No, dude, don't apologize. I, I just I appreciate you, man. And I hope you have an awesome time with your cousin. And I'm excited to hear about what you all get into and you getting the opportunity to show him a, a different perspective on on life in the holidays on 4th of July and Independence Day. He'll be here through through almost through the weekend. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, you guys enjoy and everyone, we wanna we wanna hear from you. What are your opinions on Independence Day? How has America grown? And do you see it as a as a world leader, do you see it ahead of the times, behind the times? What are your thoughts on it? We we always appreciate all you as we appreciate uh, you being a part of this group. Jared, we will see you uh, next time, my friend. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yes. All right, man.